right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And fired up for today's guest. Like, you know, there's some people you meet in this game, bro, that, you know, they're, they're there because they found a means to make a little bit of money, right? And it's not necessarily their passion. They go home, you know, to their wife and kids and whatever their hobby is. And there's some guys that are in this game because it's pumping through their veins. Like, it's a catalyst to every ounce of their drive from the moment they get up to the time they go to sleep. And I think that's what we have with our boy Dan Millen from Livernoy Motorsports, you know? Yeah, he's one of us, man. You don't have a choice, right? We do this not because, uh, you know, it sounds cool and it'd be fun. I mean, it is. We don't have a choice, man. Like you said, it's pumping through our veins. It's part of our soul. Like, I don't know what I would do if it wasn't for, you know, just rocking on cars 24-7, you know? Yeah. And that's Dan. Yeah. That's Dan from Livernoy. Yeah, it's awesome because, <laughs> you know, they're right here in uh, Motor City, Detroit area. Uh, so I get to see these guys all the time, cross with different projects and whatnot. Uh, but we've also got to work with them on the show, which has been a blast. Yeah, it, it, think about this. when you For DIY guys, for guys that aren't intimidated, right, not afraid to turn a wrench in the weekend, Dude, these days are they're magical when it comes to power. Being able to, to roll your LS base format or your Hemi in and strap on the amount of power you can get from tuners to, you know, what we did on Two Guys Garage was an actual pulley upgrade, the tuning right there. And it went from a wicked 707 to a vicious, you know, just streetcar annihilator at 1,025, 1,050. Out of a stock SUV. I mean, wrap yeah. your brain around that, right? You got this, you know, 5,000 pound, whatever machine, four wheel, all wheel drive, ready to shred any kind of terrain. And, you know, normally they're big, heavy dogs. But you, you know, come out of the factory, you know, we're in the hot rod era of all time, factory 707, you'd kind of think, that's top of the game, man. But no, 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 no. Oh, it's McNasty. No, no. You put a little engineering, a little sweat equity, you know, a little hard work, and these guys are pumping it to over 1,000 horsepower on a stock car. Literally, you bring in, we brought in our shop by the end of the day, dude, that thing was ripping. You know, the thing that's a little bit different about Livernoy Motorsport um, right, we know old school hot rod shops, right? And we know, you know, an engine builder, but these guys kind of bring so many elements to the table, right? They have, uh, you know, all their parts and components and things that they sell, just like a hot rod shop used to do, right? Um, but they develop kits. Uh, a lot of them, I think, you know, we'll get Dan on here in a minute. 
in-house, right? They have their own kind of engineering capability. They're not just a shop with a guy bolting on somebody else's parts. And, you know, these guys are, you know, engineering, developing their own kits, their own tuner. Their My Calibrator is an in-house electronic development thing that they did. I mean, these guys are way bigger than what you think of a hot rod shop. And they have everything from, you know, custom tuning and dyno services, you know, to engine building. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still doing the car builds, but I know they've done so many things over the years that they're they're just a cut above anything you think of as a hot rod shop. Yeah, man. And you know what? The cool thing about Dan is once you meet him, you realize, so he's, you know, he's pretty docile on the outside, but you know that dude, he, he's built like a linebacker. He's stupid smart. His R&D is thorough. He thinks things through. He's one of those guys that said a long time ago, I'm going to meet up with the, the OEs and get something that I can tie in there. And dude, this guy puts it together, man. Like he, to me, he's one of those guys that you just, you know for a fact he was out setting speed records on highways in his high school days, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm sure he was on Woodward Avenue, right? Woodward Avenue, Detroit, like the famous kind of like drag strip in the, in, the, in the heyday, you know? Right, right. He's like, I didn't say it was a bad idea. I said we should do it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so here's the deal, man. Let's take a break, right? When we come back, it'll be my man Kevin Bird, it'll be myself, and it'll be Dan Millen from Livernoy Motorsports. This is A-game stuff, you guys. Take a quick break. We're back at it on the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And, man, this this is the good stuff, you guys. Imagine, imagine like rolling your hot rod in, and I don't know. Obviously, thinking about today's hot rods, you're looking at LS-based stuff, you're looking at Coyote-based stuff, you're looking at an F-150 pickup truck, man. That's the crazy thing about the world today. You could bring in an F-150 on a Friday night, wham, bam, spank, tank, high five, knock it out with your buddies. You roll out on Monday, dude, and you got a killer. And I mean. Big horsepower, massive gains, tunability, reliability, it's all there. And that's the great part about our guest today, Dan Millen from Livernoid Motorsports, man. He, he loves this stuff. Dan, thanks for uh, coming on board, man. Been fun working with you over the years. Uh, last couple seasons, we've gotten you onto the show. It's been an absolute riot. Thanks for taking the time and coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. First and foremost, how's life? How's the family? How's 2020 been so far? Everything's good. Family's good. I'm, I'm homeless at the moment because I sold my house still. So um, it is cold up here in Detroit, but we're getting by. We're at the tail end of January. So you know what I mean? It's a couple more, couple more months here and we should be out of it. It's a tough time of year to be uh, homeless, man. I hope you got a little place to crash there <laughs> while you get your new house situated. Yeah, well... When I say homeless, we sold our house and uh, way quicker than we thought. So we're in a rental home for a for a little bit, and uh, we'll hopefully be getting out of this very shortly. Man, I thought you were at an extended stay or something, bro. I was feeling bad for you for a minute. <laughs> well, look, hey Dan, you know you were one of those guys, man, that we could tell you live, eat, you thrive on finding ways to go fast, adding performance, add numbers, not just looking at you know what the gains are, but looking how well and how long of a you know a range you could use them you've really been into this and have changed a lot of people's opinion on how easy upgrades can be man so kudos to you what's been you know the main driver behind that are you just like addicted to to performance like we are is is that pumping through your veins like we think it is 
Oh, for sure. There's not a vehicle I drive that, that if I can't modify it, I won't drive it. So, I mean, oh, early on, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. The F-150, it's a Mustang, um, you know, F-350, whatever. Hellcats. If I can't <laughs> modify them, I can't, if I can't modify them, beat on them, and make some serious changes on the ECU, we don't, we don't mess with them. <laughs> now tell, tell a little bit of background on, on some of your, like your kits, your systems, right? Cause you guys were thinking about it, like the whole big package, right? It's not yeah. just throw yeah, so on a cold we, air or throw on an exhaust. It's really no. putting the whole thing into one thing, right? Right, right. So early, you know, early on we did, did tuning with a lot of other people and started to do more tuning and uh, did a lot of uh, really good, let's call it safe and tunes that, you know, don't damage the vehicle. And we started running some stuff through carb and uh, making stuff carb compliant. So it's, you know, legal to sell in all 50 States. And, you know, shortly after we're like, Hey man, we really depend on this, this tuning market for the business. And so we started working on our own programmer. We developed it in-house. Uh, it's all made in America except the LCD, but that's every LCD. They're all made overseas. Uh, but the, the product itself was designed and made pretty much mostly in Michigan. And I think we got some plastic stuff that's made in Ohio, but it, it's a USA product and we're, we're really proud of it. So, well, tell everybody, man, because it's not just, I mean, you kind of cut your teeth on LS-based stuff, but, you know, for everybody that may not know, what do you have for LS-based performance upgrades? What do you have for this Gen 3 Hemi, which I know you guys are just, man, you guys have moved the needle to a next a next level, man. It's it's amazing what you've been able to do with that application. And now it's something as simple and common as an F-150 you guys are making major gains on. So let, let me talk about that for a second. So you said we cut our teeth on on LS. We actually, I'm actually a Ford guy. So I actually started way back on Ford stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And I used to be a diehard, gotta be only Ford and, and slowly started to, you know, open my eyes a little bit to other vehicles. And I got a, I bought a Pontiac G8 in like 08. And oh, once yeah, we LS, started nice. looking at yeah, that, that really, you know, we had Mustangs in the shop, you know, let's call it 05 till 08. Once we hit 08, you looked in the shop and it looked like it was a G8 factory. We had just probably 10 plus G8s at a time at our shop. And we really transitioned from just a Mustang or Ford only shop to kind of like a, a ton of LS. And we have a, we developed a whole line of camshafts that were super um, easy to drive, sounded good, but didn't buck and jerk. And then that moved on to the 2010 Camaro and, and then the 2011 Mustang came out and we're like, Oh, well we better, we better focus back on Ford a little bit. We're, we're getting all, like at, at the point you would look at the shop and there'd be maybe one or two Mustangs and 10 GM cars. And so when the 11 Mustang came out, we started to get back into that a little bit. And, you know, so then we, we wanted to get the more 50, 50 mix of Ford and GM and then boom, 2011, 2012, the, the Hellcat came out or not the Hellcat, the Challenger came out, right. It started to become bigger. And, uh, we started working on a little bit of those and, um, I should say, Oh wait, we started working on those. But 11 and 12, they were, PCMs were locked up in the Chrysler stuff. So remember how I told you I only buy and drive what we can modify? Yeah. Well, we, we, nobody could work on the 2011 Challengers when it came out, so we kind of took a break, right? And then once that got broken into, and then the Hellcat came out in 15, we went nuts with Chrysler. So we were a Ford GM kind of shop, and then... 11, 12, not a lot of Chrysler because you couldn't modify them. And then 15 Hellcats came out. Just, we've been going nuts with Chrysler. So we have a, a ton of Chrysler and Hellcat, Trackhawk, 
Um, so really, we do a lot of Ford, GM, and Chrysler. We're pretty well versed in all three of those. All right, man. In at, by the end of the podcast, we want to know, in your professional opinion, right? Which, whether it's Ford, GM, or Chrysler, which one has the best architecture? Which one, if you could take all of them into warrior, into war, into battle? Which one would it be? So you got to answer that question. All right, think about it. Rattle around in your cage a little bit. I will. I will. The, the, the cars all made today are all good cars. So, you know, back in the day, you, you could say, oh, man, and I'm just going to throw a Chrysler out there, you know, from, the let's say, the maybe mid-90s to mid-2000s. I'm not sure I'd want anything to do with a Chrysler because there was just some not good quality stuff. Right. Today, today I I'm pretty sure they're all equal, man. Ford, GM, Chrysler, all their cars are really nice. We're going Highlander. you got to pick one. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick one. He does this to me all the time, Dan. He, he's always pinning me in a corner. I, I, I love them all, but he's always trying to just nail me down because he's a, he's a one-pony show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, question for you, man. You know, seeing all three, you know, platforms – and understanding the desire of, of the racer and probably being one of them out there, that's allowed you guys to do some real signature things, man. I mean, a lot of people never go to the OE and try to partner up with those guys, but you you really found a, a way to do that, to sort of cross that bridge, bring those guys into the fold and make something that, that both parties can uh, can agree on that won't mess up warranties in some cases like that that's pretty big we we try to play pretty well with the OEMs we don't try to do anything that's you know um not going to bring a warranty flag up or nothing and and I tell even all of our sales guys and customers that call in if you modify your car you got to be open you got to tell the dealer you got to tell the OEM hey this is what I've done 9 out of 10 times you tell them this is what I got and it's from this company you'll you'll be okay it's the people that hide it and say yeah it's, there's no tune on never did nothing those are the guys that you worry about so i don't ever you know advocate anybody to do that and we do we have done work for really all the oems you know up all three of the uh the guys up here so well, what kind of work do you guys do with them like what what kind of collaboration or partnership or well I, i'm not sure i can get into specifics but just to say we've worked with all of them you know what i mean and, and we continue to and if there's little projects and we're, we're kind of a specialty shop in the fact that we can get anything done pretty quickly right so whether it's something really quick on a more performance performance oriented right back in the in the in the other days livernoid did used to do some uh, vehicle development for ford don't do as much of that anymore so we're more of a special shop and we do a lot more work for public and we have a good relationship with all three of them and We've had everybody come down and use our dinos and that kind of stuff, and um, just little stuff. But I don't want to get into specifics. That might that might make somebody not happy. All right, man. So we got to take a break right now. But here's what I what I'll ask. Okay, knowing these applications, give us your top three upgrades. You know, as far as power performance goes for each of them, and where have you seen the biggest gains? Aero packages, uh, fuel delivery, uh, timing, cam packages. Like, work us around top three upgrades for each of those applications, and most importantly, which one out of all three is your favorite? If you had to take one into war, go savage with, which one would it be? Quick break of the Two Guys Garage podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, back in just a couple. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is the man, Kevin Bird. You guys probably read about him, heard about him, 
watch them on the television. I am Willie B. We have my man Dan Millen from Livernoy Motorsports on with us. I just got to tell you, man, when it comes to upgrades, I truly feel, Kevin, you've been around it probably longer than I have. There's, there's people and companies that make upgrade kits that aren't nearly uh, as thorough and as nearly as, as just every single component, piece, tool, everything you need is available right there at your disposal, as well as the knowledge and the tuning to back it all up. Well, it's one thing to give you, you know, let's say a blower and you put it on and, and it's making big power, right? But it's all the other pieces that go with it, whether you got to modify your cooling system, um, you know, whether you're changing, you know, a damper, whether you're going to a viscous damper, you know, for crank durability or other components, right? It's, it's really understanding the complete, you know, vehicle impact and, and getting the whole system so it's done right, right? Because anybody can just go out there and crank up some power there for X number of laps or hits or whatever. But, you know, you want this stuff to be just raging for, you know, forever. And these guys put it all together. Is that kind of how you approach it? Like, you know, it's one thing to sell a part or, you know, an upgrade, but it's another thing to wrap your your business model around it. Yeah, I mean, we, we've looked at it as, you know, we want to give somebody dependable power that really makes a difference in the vehicle, right? So you can get a tune from almost anybody, right? But is it going to do damage to the vehicle? Is it going to actually improve the vehicle? And is the guy going to be happy, right? Like, we have a ton of people that buy stuff and then kind of like me, they'll call us back. Hey, my car, I'm getting rid of it. I'm going to buy this car. What do you guys have for it? So it's, you know, we really try to make sure the customer gets something that's like huge difference. It, it really makes a difference. Not five horsepower or something that's insignificant or, you know, maybe we make the difference the way the transmission works. And the guy's like, man, I, I can't live without your guys's tune because the factory tune is so bad. It shifts so horribly i like what you did and i want to make sure you can do that in the next car. and, and ex- explain on your tune man because a lot of people may not realize like for example when the transmission shifts you know on my gm product you wouldn't believe all the timing you know, all the fuel it literally drops dead like somebody pulled a gun on it and it, it does that for a couple thousand of a second and it falls on its face and then it puts it in gear and once it's in gear it throws all the time and spark and fuel back into it so you go in snatch up a few of those margins, right? Every one of the, every, everybody, Ford, GM, Chrysler, on anything that's new, when they shift gears, they literally pull the throttle body shut, pull spark out of it. And I know some of the newer Chryslers and GMs actually shut the fuel off. And you're like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, what is this? And it, it literally, like you said, it snaps you forward, shift, snaps you back. You turn that stuff off, give a guy a calibration back, and he's like, dude, this thing is awesome. And they're, they're calling you back being like, I can't believe it was like this bad when it was stock, you know? Yeah, well, your transmission tune alone picks up an incredible amount of ET for, you know, for guys out there doing a little street racing, doing a little, you know, eighth mile, quarter mile stuff. You wouldn't believe it. Just a transmission tune makes a huge impact on how the car feels, how to accelerate through all the RPM ranges and gears. No, it is. I'm going to go to the 10 speeds and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Ford for a second, but most Actually, every 10-speed I can think of that Ford makes, they don't sequentially shift. They're always skipping gears. So it goes 1 to 3, 3 to 5, and then sometimes 5, 6, 7, 8 to 10. And, and it's just it's annoying in my mind. And everybody that's driven – I drive an F-150 every day. Um, everybody that's driven it and that's driven a stock one has been like, dude, what's wrong with the stock one? It's like, no, this is what we fix. You know, it's a, it's a huge difference. 
Well, I mean, we've been putting shift kits and transmissions since the beginning of time, you know? Like, So this is just the modern era where we're still in there, you know, tinkering and messing with all the settings and getting it to, you know, behave the way we want to versus the way, you know, the generic public, you know, seems to feel like it should be, right? Just sloshing around and whatever it's doing, you know? Like, <laughs> we, want gear, we want tire frying, gear chirping. We want acceleration. We want to feel that, you know, that feeling in your gut, you know, that sets you back in the seat a little bit, puts that smile on your face, you know? And that's what he delivers. We're not dropping little ball bearings and springs and stuff, putting them in a valve body, right? We're just going right in the tune and going, come on, man. Let's get some electrons in there to fix this problem. So give us the top upgrades. Finish up your transmission thought, but I'm looking for the top upgrades on LS that you've seen as an improvement, LS-based stuff, Coyote-based stuff, and, of course, the Gen 3 Hemi stuff. So if, if I had to pick a top upgrade on, on any of the GM stuff, it, it would probably be some of the LT stuff with a supercharger. That, that's probably my favorite stuff in those cars. They just really, you know, it's a great engine, but putting boost on that engine really makes a difference. You know what I mean? And um, some of the, the Whipple makes a kit, Magnuson makes a kit. Um, they're just, they're good blowers for those cars and they really wake them up. You know, it, it, in my mind, owning one of those without a supercharger it, it almost doesn't make sense. So what's the uh, limitation on fuel and how, how are you guys getting around that? Yeah. So the, the LS has a little bit more difficult time with fuel than everybody else, only because it's, it's a DI only engine, um, whereas the Mustang's PIDI. So we'll have to go in there and uh, make the camshaft fuel lobe a little bit bigger. If the guy wants big power, we'll put in like the LT4 injectors. Um, and, and after that, then it, then it starts getting a little bit, little bit crazy. But that, that's usually what we do for most of those cars. So what's the most, so with, yeah, with that stock pump, essentially, then what, what can you get out of it? What's the top kind of power? Oh man, don't have me lie to you. I'm going to kind of guess here, but I'm going to say stock pump with a supercharger, man, you're probably in the, in the, I'm going to do a rear wheel horsepower, probably in the 500 ish range. You know, you change the fuel pump lobe, you can get it closer to 600. Uh, you put the bigger injectors with the fuel pump, you can probably get it 650 ish. So that's at the wheels, which is pretty, that's pretty badass, you know? Yeah. It's very respectable, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next upgrade for the LS guys. Next upgrade for the LS guys. If it's not supercharged, it would be head and cam, right? Those things just, it's, I don't want to compare it to a Fox body, right? Cause it's not, but the engines are so similar head and cam and those things just make them rock. I mean, that is a, that is hands down probably, it might be better than the supercharger upgrade as, as far as where I'd start first. Cause one, it's not as, it's not as much money, but that, that's probably a really good upgrade as well. And then if you had to go like the last, or I, maybe this should be first and the, the other ones should be second and third, but probably just to tune, right? Just straighten out all the nonsense in the, in the calibration and the trans if it's stock and shutting the throttle that that's, I guess that's probably the first thing you do. Then maybe second thing like is the head and cam and third is the supercharger. Right. How much power have you seen on a tune? And this is pretty shocking, you know, because you find some big power, big performance. What have you found on a tune alone on the LS base format? So that, that's, a, that's a tough one. They've done a lot better job in the future, in the past years than they have in the, uh, you know, on the, on the car. So I would say, and I'm going to be probably going to a little overshoot a little bit, probably 20 horse, maybe 25. Okay. And I know that doesn't seem like a ton if you're talking about supercharged cars, but an NA car, 20 horse, that's a, that's a big game. You can feel you know, it. But I'll go, I'll go back to the, 
it's not so much the gain. It's all the torque management, making the thing shift properly. That That's where the gains are at, not just how much power do we make. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's important. It really is. It, it's I, well, that's the kind of things I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just a a single action. And here's what you get. You guys are really thinking through the whole big picture. Yeah, absolutely. All right, for the Ford guys thinking coyote based stuff. All the Mustangs out there, man. You can roll up to a Seven Eleven and get you some Mustang parts. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys top three? Yeah. So I and I'll fix my you know order this time. But again, tune is the first thing you got to do for these things and if it's a 2018 or newer you got the horrible transmission shifting we straighten that out right away um the the tune on that thing is is a must now that's not as big a, i know you're gonna ask me gain so i might just tell you that's not as big a gain on, on an ls you're probably talking more 10 to 15 horse but again it's it's all the way it drives and runs by doing the calibration yeah which is is critical when you're looking at you know what you gain performance wise et wise it's only 20 horsepower, but on the track, it is a, it's amazing how much faster it feels. No, it, it, that's for sure. Um, if I had to go with my second upgrade on those, I'm not so sure there's a one, two, three on a Mustang, but um, my second upgrade would for sure be a supercharger. Hands down, the Coyotes spinning to 7,500, sometimes 8,000. Just you know, just amazing how well those things run and, and drive. I mean, that's that they're just. They're spectacular cars. It's a spectacular engine, too, just because they rev so high. Yeah, they just rev, you know, cubic inch per power. That thing is just, it's it's ahead of everybody else. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, and, and, and last but not least, the Hemi. The Hemi. So that that's a that's a good one there, and that that's a really, if you're talking Hellcat, are we just going to talk Hemi in general? Because if you're talking Hellcat, the, you know, there's just so many more gains and more things you can do. Yeah, of course, that's what we're talking. Yeah, the Hellcat. No, that, that's, and that's the majority of the stuff we do, whether it's Hellcat, Trackhawk. I'm going to lump them in the same category. Hellcat, Trackhawk, um, you know, both those platforms really benefit from a tune. Um, those things shift phenomenally early. Like, they shift 6,100. So the first thing we do is make them things shift at 7,000 and, and bang gears and bang you back when you hit, nice. hit the lever on the steering wheel. No, they, they rock, you know what I mean? So th- those things really, um, they benefit right away from a tune. Um, there we go. Second, probably best mod you can do to those is probably some pulley upgrades. Um, and pulley upgrades in the, in the fact you probably only need to do the upper or the lower. Um, if you do them both, you got to put injectors in them and start working on the fuel system. So that would probably be my, my three of doing those would be the, you know, the fuel system on those. And we did that on the show, man. I'm telling you, that is an easy upgrade that you could do in a weekend. And it is neck shattering the difference. So massive upgrade, massive power. And again, man, you guys make it where it's simple. It's easy. All the tech is available. You guys fill it up with any questions all the answers, everything is there. And it's part of, you know, like we've, you know, kind of emphasized on the show. It's part of how you've modeled the whole business, man. So you got to answer the question now out of the, the big three, what, what's it got to be? So this is a t- tough one for me. Cause I am a Ford guy right now. I, I'm going to, I'm going to irritate some people, make some people happy, but I, I would probably say right now, the King on the street for me is probably the challenger. Yeah, bird. <laughs> the only thing I'll tell you is we we have uh, we've worked on some GT500s. 
just don't have enough seat time in them yet. And, and one of the things that I, I hope somebody from Ford listens is one of the things that sets the Challenger, Hellcat, Charger, Trackhawk, you get in the vehicle, it's got a shifter like an old school car. You pull back the shift, you get in the GT500, you got the same shifter as a Fusion. You know what I mean? What what bird to hear that? Um, he said he said Mopar. In case you missed that bird, he said Dodge. He said Challenger. Just saying. that's just one man. That's just one man. <laughs> I respect this man. I do, but that's just one guy. We need to open the survey up a little broader. You know? <laughs> well, he does it for all the manufacturers, which is great, and he's found performance in all of them. So you know, regardless, like I said, man, he finds you usable reliable power and that's why we love yeah well i I will say he ain't lying i mean that hellcat is legit and what you can make out of it but i will hang on that little statement of they haven't got enough seat time in that gt500 yet with that sequential box and everything in there like uh but i i think the thing that kills it for me and it is really the shifter i'd like to see him put something in there that looks like an actual shifter right let's get that dial out of there my man. I can't argue with that, man. I can't argue with that. He's got it, man. Hey, where do people find you socially on Facebook, all those handles? Yeah, LivernoiMotorsports.com. That's where you can find us. There you go, man. Hey, don't forget, check out Livernoy Motorsports, everything on social. You'll find them there. Love these guys. They make upgrading your car, your ride, your truck, your F-150, your Hellcats, easy, simple, and it rips when it's done. So don't forget our show, Two Guys Garage, airing weekends on Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is awesome. Again, thanks for our guest, Dan Millen from Livernoy Motorsports. He is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B., producer Scoop, and our executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, man. Don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, for lots and lots of awesome content. And share your thoughts with us. We're on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2020 Brenton Productions Incorporated All Rights Reserved. All right, man. That wraps it up. I think, you know, Dan Summarize is pretty good. There's three awesome, badass companies making killer stuff. These guys have a stacked portfolio. They know how to rock it. Well, guys, I had fun. Hope you did, too. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.